Hello again and welcome to Super Deluxe Bronson Cast for Thursday, July 30th. If you're not aware, Bronson meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest Bronson headlines and the politics of both Bronson and the industry. If you've been along for Bronson so far, welcome home. And if not, thank you for joining Bronson tonight. Feel free to stick around. <laughs> we just lost 10 viewers. <laughs> Everybody's gone. <laughs> for, for, those, for those who don't know, Bronson is one of our community members. That we uh, we have brought on as a guest. Bronson uh, is internet infamous long before any of us fucking met. Yes, I don't uh, know why. So, okay. yeah. I don't know why. A lot either. of people in our chat, a lot of people in our chat and our Discord are familiar, but for maybe listeners that aren't a part of those, just want to clear that up. How you doing, Bronson? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, right, right out of the box, you know. I, I noticed the. It's been known for a couple of weeks that I was going to come on the podcast today, and it's always been met with some consternation, some concern from, from the chat and from people here. I just want to. Could it be because that. you promised to ruin everything? Yeah. It's... By the I way, mean, John I know you ruins think... everything on a regular basis, and we okay, only give you some all, shit about okay, it. Okay, so. first, shut the fuck up. Second, <laughs> second, I, for a minute, I, I Bronson, I know now you said consternation, but I thought you said constipation at first. And I was like, you know, a couple people were you're, clenched you're, up for sure. So Yeah, a little bit. Like I was a little stopped up thinking about it, but I'm okay now. It's so it, it, it's, it's concerning. Already it's already already, already yeah. just it's right into the chaos dimension, basically <laughs> as I expected. <laughs> it's good to have you on, bud, for real. Oh, it's, yeah. it's long overdue. It's, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun to be on. I'm glad to to be here and just kind of shoot the shit for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Lord yeah, knows we all need it. Shit. We're not we're not meeting up and talking with too many people anymore, are we? No. <laughs> Bronson, <laughs> I got a Bronson. That's a sick gamer chair, bro. Like, what does that do for your KD ratio? Makes it worse. <laughs> does it we- <laughs> the left the not- left two panels of of our screen. With Bronson and Jeff both in their gamer chairs, just putting the rest of us to shame. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> for yourself, I've got this classy leather chair because I'm dad. Mine has a tacky. Foot I've got a kitchen table chair. So <laughs> anyway, all right. What bullshit? Video games, man. Fucking video games. John, what? I love you, bub. Man, man, yeah, I love you too, Derek. I can't, can't be mad at that yeah. face, folks. We have like an actual show with topics and shit for once. Um, that's happening Ooh. more and more lately. What the hell? It's almost like Ooh. like news is happening and games are releasing. But wanted to start off with what we've been playing, and I think it's only fair that we start with our guest, Bronson Man. What you been playing for the last week or two? I've been playing Halo Three. Hell yeah. I thought you were going to say with my emotions. No, not that deep. It's not that deep. You've been playing Halo uh, 3 on PC or? Yeah, I've just been playing on PC. Um, a lot of that is played through the co-op campaign with my friends. And a lot of that is really just, since we're a little more distant lately, a lot of that is more kind of, again, shooting the shit. Hey, what's happening while we're doing rocket jumps and all that? And I'm god-awful. At all forms of Halo, but it's just it's just fun to kind of turn your brain off a little bit. Um, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima too. I'm at about the halfway point, 
I think for that. And it's interesting because one thing I've noticed, like playing through it more and more, is it's a bit of like a slow start. I think most people would agree with. But when everything kind of opens up, it also becomes very speedy. I think for an open world game, like a lot of times you'll go to like a certain side objective or something like that, and it's like, oh, you have to go back to this waypoint that's a little ways away and whatnot. No, I'll just fast travel to it. It's one fucking butt. <laughs> It's like, oh, remember this fox thing that you didn't give a shit about then? You need a bunch now. And let's go, like, hopping around the map like you're just teleporting, because Jin Sakai can do that, apparently. Time and space do not matter to him. Um, and it's just, it's, it feels a lot speedier than, like, even, like, I'll, I'll compare it to Red Dead 2 a lot, which is very um, precious about how it takes time, like, even with looting people, it's like, oh, I pick this person up, I make the active motion of, like, picking someone up, looting them, and then dropping them face first in the mud. Just whatever. They're That's fucking even... disrespectful. They're dead! What do you want me to do? <laughs> but you're an honorable samurai, you're supposed to respect He's your opponents. He's talking about Red Dead. Yeah, no, I, I, am, a, I, am, a, I am an honorable samurai at this point, and <laughs> I don't even make a motion, it's like, oh, I hit R2. I have supplies! What kind of supplies? Who fucking knows? But it's, it, it works to make a sword, I guess. <laughs> um, and the last big thing that I want to talk about is we've been playing the beta for Fall Guys. That, that game... Fall Guys! It's got, it's got something. I can't, like, place what it is that, like, scratches whatever magical itch I have. Like, I'm in the PC beta. And it's only for, like, an hour and a half to three hours each time. And I don't like sitting and, like, doing lots of marathon stuff. But this this game is always like, oh, I'll just play one more. I'll just play one more. And then the beta's over. And I'm like, oh, shit. Can the game come out already? And that one, the best way to describe it, for those who haven't seen it yet, it is literally just 60-player Doritos Crash Course. Or, like, it's the Wipeout game that you actually want to play. It's just... It's pure chaos, which kind of fits for my brand, I'd say. <laughs> That's all I've been playing so far, at least this week. All right. Nice. Uh, and a note about Fall Guys. Uh, we got it announced this week. It is going to be launching directly on PlayStation Plus mm -hmm. uh, next week, which I'm very excited about. I was planning on getting it because I had only heard great things. But I'm excited about that because me and a lot of my friends are gonna have it. I think we're plan. I think Finn is planning on organizing an SDGC community night for Fall Guys. I'm well, looking forward to that. I have been waiting for this day, and I was nervous because it's really rough to ask the community. Like it's easy to be like, "Hey, we're gonna do an Animal Crossing one or a Mario Kart one," because those are big game releases. But it was gonna be tricky to ask all these people to commit 20 bucks to an unknown property to join us in a community night. But suddenly they pulled a rocket league on us and they're debuting on PlayStation plus. And it's just how easy is it now to just jump in and try this game with us? Because all you have to do is download it. It's so much fun. I'm so excited for more people to play it. Uh, there's going to be some shenanigans head and I guarantee Ooh. voice chat will be a, uh, an event. In, in and of itself because you get people get into it and then mm -hmm. words get said and then uh blaine one of our community members just uh might lose first place for no reason who knows uh a finn might come from behind and steal victory you never know 
Fall Guys. It's good Fall stuff. Guys. I'm excited for us to do community game nights of that. Finn, what have you been playing, man? Oh, so. Oh, what have I been playing? I have been playing two games, the same two games as last week, because when you split your time up between two meaty games, it takes twice as long. The first is Ghost of Tsushima, which went, you know, I, I just have to say about Ghost of Tsushima is that of all the major final PS4 games, like a couple years ago, when they unveiled their their final push, your Spider-Man, your Last of Us, your uh, God of War, all those games that we kept seeing over and over, Ghost was the only one that I knew nothing about. We, I did not know what to expect. It was completely different than anything Sucker Punch had put out. And I went basically in blind and holy crap, am I loving this game. It's such a great way to send the PS4 off. I was nervous. I was like, why wouldn't they send it off with Last of Us? Ghost seems like a weird choice. But then like Bronson said, you get past the intro, it opens up, it picks up. The story just is so kurosawa E. I don't know, man. When you pull off the perfect parries and you take down an entire group of Mongols and you're just switching stances and throwing ghost weapons and uh it's just it's so be it's it's a it's a fun ass game to to play well. And then the other game is Crosscode, as John can Hell yeah. Uh there's never a bad time to play some crosscode, and it's uh, I'm far I'm farther behind than he is, but it doesn't matter because it's still so good. I'm 75 to... hours in and I'm I'm still haven't beat it. And I'm 50 hours in and I'm like way far behind. You. It's a beefy fucking game, yo. It's because it's a I beefy fucking game. It's like how can I not do all the side quests? The answer is I can't. I have to do all the side quests because they're fun. Like every side quest is an homage to some video game or some reference to something. It's it's fun. I like it. It's very good. Cross code. It's on Game Pass. If you have an Xbox, you don't have an excuse. If you have a switch you have an excuse but you shouldn't uh it's also on ps4 and pc basically play and also i'm playing it right now got the doken battle up my only mobile game i play dragon ball z representing the yamcha clan <laughs> well what all right hey 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 you know are you about to disparage yamcha because no. i will no, no. I was just, okay. I was just going to, I was just going to say that according to that one idiot on Twitter, uh, Dragon Ball Z is, is at the fore for the tip of the spear for all the anime porn. That's how we corrupt the uh, children. That is, he wouldn't be wrong. It back, you may you talk early two thousands. It was you had Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, and that was it. No, no, the only two that, things that existed. We're talking the nineties or the mid nineties. It was Ronin Warriors. Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball. That's all you had. And then the late 90s, we I'm got Cowboy about, Bebop but... and Gundam. Oh, I'm okay. I'm <laughs> talking about this. Whatever. Whatever. John, what have you been playing, man? I assume cross code. <laughs> I just want I want to keep listening to you guys claw each other's eyes out over anime. John, what have you been like, playing, that's... man? <laughs> so um what have I been playing? So I finished Paper Mario the other day. Fucking phenomenal game um it's right up there with thousand year door for me as one of my favorite in the entire probably like it's tied with thousand year door is my favorite out of that franchise um <laughs> excuse me the beer keeps going down the wrong pipe tonight yeah um it burns with a with a deep fire a deep fire in my lungs that i don't like it's not chill at all um oh okay i'm better now so so yeah paper, yeah paper mario paper mario is fantastic it's uh right up there with luigi's mansion as just one of the absolute most gorgeous games on uh, on the switch 
I, I get why some people don't really care for the combat. Um, I think I think it's good though. Like I really like the puzzle solving aspect of it, and it's got probably the best back end of any Paper Mario game. Like like the the whole final area and the final boss encounter is just fucking great. Um, is is uh, so yeah, phenomenal game. I've, of course, I've been playing Cross Code. Uh, seventy five hours in, still have not finished it. Um, the Switch, the patch on Switch, pretty much fixed all the menu lag errors. So. Run, which just plays so much like just getting through the menus is no longer a chore which i really appreciate um High praise getting through the menus it's no longer getting a through chore. the menus is not a chore anymore um but then again i've got high standards Derek. you know that <laughs> um so uh, anything else uh oh and i've been screwing around with my new game boy advance with its ips v2 screen uh and it is absolutely gorgeous uh i've been playing a little uh gundam or gundam jesus i've been playing a little gunstar superheroes uh, some uh, Aria of Sorrow and some Mother 3 on my incredibly crisp and beautiful Game Boy Advance. So that's kind of what I got. When are you going to play some good games? And everyone Justin, thought I was going to be the troublemaker yeah. here. Finn's like already bad. The two of you together. It's like I don't even danger. know. It's like you don't even know me. I only say things <laughs> to get that face out of John. It's what brings me life. It's why I come here. One of these days, he's he not wants- going to come out of that face. Like, he's just going to go in there. <laughs> and- I'm just like expecting that. John to, like, slide off camera and then slide <laughs> in with that face right behind uh, Finn. <laughs> let, let it be known that I do, in fact, love all of those games, but the, the, it was too good of an opportunity yeah. to pass up. Then why did you even say anything? That doesn't make any sense. What part of I wanted to see your face do you not But get? what's like- the point? Like, actually come up with some weight and wait. <laughs> Keep John, your fucking I, I re- powder dry John, until I, I mention a game you don't like. I refuse to believe you're not familiar with the concept of being trolled. I, you must. <laughs> no, be- I know. <laughs> I'm fr- John, yeah, you are familiar. Finn during the podcast, so okay. Like, yeah, yes, of course I am. But, but Finn, Finn is not supposed to be trolling me. He's not supposed uh, to be like mm. I am. Like, no, no, no. You're it turns out the me. call came from within the house, John. <laughs> okay, is, is that what it is? Is that what it is? You know what? You know what? It doesn't fucking matter what else. Why doesn't somebody else go? Hey, Justin. I don't want to I don't want to regale Finn with my tales of shitty games. Uh, hey, John, it's Justin's turn. Fine. Justin, what you been playing, fine. man? So I've also been playing Paper Mario Origami King. Um, and... It's a game that, like, I'm glad that I've had plenty of time with it before I gave my impressions because I straight up hated the first couple hours of it. Like, it was really suffering from that thing that a lot of Zelda games have where you have a partner that talks to you as if not only do you not know how to play video games, but you're not entirely sure what a video game is. (laughs) Snake, push Uh, the action button. (laughs) Uh, It was... It was so frustrating to get through those first couple hours. Um, I thought early on the combat with random enemies was really tedious. Um, And it was like the first like two worlds. I really wasn't into the game. And then after that, but like I I kept going just because I didn't have anything else to play. I liked I liked, you know, the writing and I liked the story. I liked the visual style. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to keep giving this a shot. But I was worried it was going to be another Nintendo game that I just wasn't into. And then like after that point, 
it got so good and like has continued to just get better and better and better. Like I did not realize Nintendo was going full on violent body horror oh, with this yeah. video game about about origami, but it's so good and they they lean hard into it too. Yeah, like do. it's not even just it's not even just like a couple things. Like there is some really messed up stuff that they get away with because it's just, you know, silly, cute paper. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so much fun. Then then they managed to make, you know, enemies like colored pencils and scissors seem truly horrifying because Boy, you're like, paper. Um like, oh yeah, like, there's like, scissors in the like, game. Like yeah. the toads uh, who have their faces hole punched out. Like, dude, <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. The the whole the the lead up to the whole punch boss is really something but else. Yeah, like, yeah. No, there's just some really like funny, unique, brilliant stuff. And like the later halves of the game kind of lean less on um that standard combat that the early game games do. And there's more exploration, more puzzles, more unique, surprising scenarios that just come out of nowhere. And um, I, I've really been having a blast with with the latter half of the game, and it's been getting better and better and better. And I hear the stuff that's ahead of where I am uh, is all is even better. So I, I'm really having a good time good time with it, and I'm really glad I stuck with it past the the early bits. Excellent, Jeff. What up, man? What you been playing? Oh man, uh, I got. A- Four things I've been playing that I'm going to talk about, and understanding that we want to keep this brief, so I won't spend too much time on any of them. Uh, I'll start with the most recent one. I just apparently this went into my junk mail. I use a Microsoft Outlook account, and somehow the email from Microsoft Flight Simulator went into junk mail. I don't know how that works, um, but I got into the beta, the closed beta for Flight Sim, coming out next month for PC. Uh, I wrote down some of my impressions just because I, I, w- I wanted to make sure I kept track of them. Uh, so I'm just going to read my notes. Um, guidelines and NDA. Do not take photos, videos, or audio recordings of the game. Do not post videos, uh, photos, or audio recordings of the game on any venue. Do not describe any part of the game on any venue unless we've instructed you to. Do not allow others to watch you play the game. Do not leave the game running unattended. Um, so that's all I have to say about Flight Simulator. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do not leave it running unattended. Are you flying an actual Look, you plane? don't want to fucking crash the plane, all right? Like, I don't see what the controversy is. What they didn't tell you is this is how the airlines are saving money during the pandemic, is that they're having you remote control actual planes. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone ever read Ender's Game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next game I've been playing is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, because uh, my wife took over my computer since she's playing Final Fantasy XIV now. Uh, she'll give up on it soon, but for the meantime, I had to find something to play on Switch. Uh, my impressions of Xenoblade Chronicles, I played 20 minutes this morning, and the anime factor was not overwhelming, and I didn't hate the game. Is this the original uh, or two? Original. Okay, Just yes. wait, it's gonna get, it's gonna get anime. I don't know, the, the original is still pretty... I mean, the, like the, the sequel, though, the sequel, though, like, fucking, holy shit, the anime. Like... I don't know, man. I, I think Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is pretty fucking anime. Well, we'll are. see how this goes. I don't hate it yet. Uh, and I'm a third of an hour in, so things are looking good. 
Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I'm on patch 5.2, which I've been holding off on because I wanted to play it kind of back to back with 5.3, which is coming out real soon. Um, real brief Final Fantasy XIV spoilers. I'll give everyone like two seconds to plug your ears. You can listen again in like 10 seconds. Uh, I won't holy shit. understand. Holy shit. Ardbert is like back and like, can we just fucking get over with the Asians possessing people? I'm done with this. I think I think I think that storyline is wrapping up uh, within the next. I I think it is. It was just funny. I was like, again, Xenos. And now, anyways. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, really excited to get back in. Everyone knows, like, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Now I can't wait to see where they're going leading up to the next expansion, which hopefully still comes next year. Last one I want to touch on, which is funny because Nintendo just tweeted about it today. As I got back into Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong. I played it on the Wii U, got to like World 3 and quit. Then I got on the Switch, played it to World 2 and quit. Uh, So I'm like on World 6 now, and man, it's actually getting pretty hard. But this is still the only 2D platformer game that I actually enjoy and have fun playing and don't feel like I'm forcing myself to. No disrespect to the Mario games. I respect them. But every time I'm playing them, I feel like I'm playing them to try and see why people love Mario. And I just don't get it. Donkey Kong, thumbs up. That's all I got. You don't love Mario? Uh, I like Mario as a person. I'm sure he's very nice. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I enjoy some of the 3D Mario games where I get to like move the camera around and explore. And I can kind of, I, I don't like the go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen and jump. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't like you either. So. Oh, burn. Ooh, yeah. He can't please everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that just leaves me. Um, you. Yeah, so like Jeff, I've started up Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition recently. Um, I played and beat the original back on the Wii. Um, I, I love the game a lot. It's one of my favorite JRPGs in a very long time because I think it is less egregious than a lot of JRPGs in the like anime bullshit. It's coming from someone who watches a lot of anime. So like I have a, a resilience to it, but still. Um, I like the way that it streamlines a lot of like the quest process of collect five things. Well, once you collect five things, you get the reward. There's no now go back to town and talk to the dude and select five things from your inventory and give them to him. Like like Xenoblade's very friendly to people who don't have time anymore, Um, like adults with houses and relationships and full time jobs and lawns and shit like that. I like Um, what I'm hearing. This game is made. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 solid like that. Um, <laughs> but I've also today uh, we were provided a review code uh, from uh, by Bandai Namco for. Let me unfurl a comically long piece of paper here. Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Um, it's an awful lot of words. <laughs> it is. It's it a, is basically. Can, I don't know the, if you know this, Derek, but it's a Japanese game. Yeah, I, yeah, you can tell. Um, I so. Gundam Extreme Versus is is a fighting game, effectively. It's not like a, you think fighting game, you think side-to-side, like Street Fighter kind of thing, and it's more built like an arena shooter fighter kind of game, but it is at its heart a fighting game. Um, It is, that long-ass title is kind of like your Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Edition, where the long and the short of it is, it's Street Fighter 2, but with a lot of updates. That's Gundam Extreme Versus... Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. It's it's just it's a lot of updates. Um, it's a uh, it's 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 good. Um, 
I I think the way I would say is like if you're not a Gundam fan, it is still a a good game that's a lot of fun to play. I think you kind of need to be into fighting games to some degree, even though it doesn't play like a traditional fighting game. I think you got to be the kind of person who wants to sit down, wants to practice characters, wants to like learn their kits and and get good with them. Um, you want to play online or you want to play with friends because the game does have local multiplayer, which has a caveat that I'll get into in a moment and we'll go into our actual first topic. Um, there's a decent amount of single player content in regards to like, if you like the single player content in most Smash Bros games where you get stuff like event matches and arcade modes and like World of Light is just a gigantic checklist of matches to pull off, you'll like the single player stuff in Gundam Extreme Versus because you have just a buttload of missions to complete with varying objectives, um, but there is no true story mode. It is ultimately a fighting game. Um, but one of the things that's interesting to me is I'm familiar with this series. I've, I've played some of them before. It's been a very long time since one of them was playable local multiplayer, um, which sucks because fighting games have, you always, you invite a buddy over and you kick each other's asses in street fighter, right? Or in smash brothers. That's, that's, that's holy ground right there. Um, and it's finally, for the first time in, like, a long, long, long time, I know that the the last release a couple years ago didn't have local multiplayer, but this release does. So in theory, you and a buddy can sit down, go through arcade mode together, you can play cooperatively or against each other, because it's, like, 2v2 matches. Um, it's, it's everything I should want. Except, there's Uh-oh. a death plague, <laughs> and I can't invite friends over to my house. <laughs> I would I would love nothing more than to have had Lena come over today and play some Gundam with me um after work. And uh you know, that can't happen because there's death plague and we're supposed to limit our contact with each other. Um and this kind of transitions into our first topic because it's it's interesting to me that we have this this release that that people are looking forward to. We had a lot of of random visitors on our stream earlier today which tells me there's some degree of, of hunger for games like this and for this game in particular, but, but we can't play it in person. We've got a major, um, expo, uh, or a major like streaming event about the future of the fighting game, um, like world from multiple different publishers, multiple different directors from different companies coming up, uh, within the next week, I want to say, um, but do we? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know about this. Yeah, one. I don't well, fucking know about fighting. This. If you don't follow fighting games, a lot of fighting game specific stuff tends to not get big, big play on like headlines. But yeah. um, yeah, Capcom's gonna announce several of their new DLC characters for this new season of Street Fighter Five. But we can't host tournaments. Yeah, because I mean, you got to remember, we're uh, quickly approaching when Evo Virtual Evo was gonna be. Yeah. So all of these companies use Evo every year to drop their big announcements, whether it's new games, new DLC. Capcom, every Evo announces a DLC character for Street Fighter, like yeah. Clockwork. It's always like a big hype. Or moment. a brand new game. You usually yeah, or, get or a brand new game. I mean, Tekken does the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Arc System does it with Blaze Blue or Guil- they, they unveiled Guilty Gear and or they drop a new character for Dragon Ball Fighters. Or, and so the fact that it got canceled this year 
not because of covid but because the the guy the head guy from evo was outed to be a super pedophile creepy dude um and then all the companies pulled out until like they fired him uh so they just canceled evo but they still have all these announcements to make so like derek said like capcom still has to announce these new characters at some point and it's coming up now but even derek? before then the fact is this was this was evo was going to be online for the first time mm -hmm. ever it was going to be purely online super smash brothers was was left off entirely yep. because of their the evo roster for the first so time bad. because their net code is is not good enough to host competitive fights and honestly the games that they have for the most part, like fighting games are rough to play online with the best net code. So like the fighting game industry is is at a standstill. Local multiplayer is is not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and I just I find that and like very, that's yeah, go ahead, Justin. Sorry, just kind of building on that point is like I mean, we've seen a lot of financial results and updates about games, you know, in the past couple of weeks. And it seems like a lot of games, especially, you know, multiplayer games are thriving right now because like Bronson mentioned earlier, it's a way for people to meet up and do something and talk with their friends. Um, and fighting games aren't conducive to that kind of social play. Um, you know, it might just be you and one friend. Um, and it's not playing it at the best conditions, whereas, you know, like a battle royale or something, you can easily kind of load up. You're not always in the action and you can just kind of, you know, talk some shit while you <laughs> while you play. And, uh, you know, fighting games are kind of missing out on this big boom of multiplayer games, specifically because there's so much of an emphasis on in person, one on one, face to face yeah, but do, gameplay. Do you think? Do you think Smash Brothers is something that would probably be immune to that? No, um, absolutely not. Smash Brothers Online is awful. Like, yeah. it, I'd I'd rather not play That's Super true. Smash That's Brothers true. than play it online. It's it's That's that true. simple. Bronson, what up? Yeah, like it's at the point where like a lot of fighting games like prioritized local multiplayer over the online portion. Online multiplayer was basically, oh, you want to practice. It was always considered B tier or the also ran. It was it was secondary. Like even with even with Smash, which is the highest attended game at Evo every year. Um even Street Fighter Five had serious issues with their netcode, and that's primarily like the litmus test. Like Capcom built the Capcom Pro Tour literally based on that game alone. And when Evo had to go to online only a lot of the games that they had on that lineup would not work. We're talking about like they had to go to Skullgirls and them's fighting her. Like these are games that like would not have enough entries as like a regular game or even sometimes to even be a side game at Evo or even other tournaments. But because their net code was prioritized, it became more logical for them to become entries in the online tournaments but yeah like for fighting games in particular it's always a lot of like face-to-face person-to-person i'm talking a ton of shit yeah. whether i'm winning or losing yeah but but okay so so hold on i want to push back against this real quick because there is one i suck at fighting games right like i'm not except for smash brothers i'm not very good <laughs> but one of the best things about playing a fighting game online is the incredible butthurt 
that some people have when somebody who is clearly not that great beats them multiple times in a row. Mm-hmm. Like the time I was playing Street Fighter Five, and uh, I beat this one guy online like five times in a row. And I'm terrible at Street Fighter. So if I beat you five times in a row, then you are apocalyptically terrible. And I got this message right after I left the fifth match. And he goes, he goes, I just want you to know that real men don't block. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. You just you know, take John. a fist to and, your face. And, 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 but, but then I was like, I was like, bro, you blocked like half the time. Scrub quotes, he, man. Scrub like, quotes, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. He sends back, he answers back, and he goes, That's only because of the onslaught of your cheap combos. And I was like, okay, dude. But John, you don't understand, like, <laughs> as 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 butthurt as that was, if that was in person, it would have been on a whole nother level. That's the FGC meltdowns, like. There, there are accounts dedicated just to chronicling people's like breakdowns and pop offs. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. No, if he was, uh, if that was in person, he would have thanked me, warrior to warrior, for a glorious battle. Shook, shook your hand and walked off. I've seen people get decked. I've seen people get decked over Marvel Two. Uh, Marvel <laughs> Two is worth decking people over. Oh man, the nastiest. only if you're playing a Sentinel. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I, you know what? I don't even have a problem with Marvel Two Sentinel like I do with Vanilla Marvel Three Sentinel. Bronson plays his fucking Sentinel, Sentinel, doesn't he? You kind of have to. Marvel Two Bronson. only has like five characters worth playing out of the fifty-six character roster. Bronson, did you main Sentinel? Bronson main Sentinel Storm. Oh, and you Magneto. cheap! Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my oh, you cheap bastard! I'm in a tunnel. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, oh, wow. it's just weird because, like, I grew up a fighting game kid. I was in the FGC forever. I hosted tournaments, uh, no, you know, as I got older, like, for a bunch of different games. And and to me, an integral part of gaming for the longest time has been having a couple buddies over, having the three or four of you huddled around, you know, like Street Fighter or Marvel, and and winner stays and loser mm-hmm. cycles out, you know? Yeah. And and you get the people who aren't playing are in the background, kind of shit talking, kind of cheerleading, you know, and it's, it's a very social, that's, that's the most social that video game has ever been for me is, is the fighting game community. And that's just wiped out right now. You just can't do that safely. You can't host tournaments because even though you are advised, kind of required at most tournaments to bring your own controller to take from station to station, you're moving from station to station and you have no idea what two people were standing in front of that monitor whose air you're breathing Every time you get a new match, you know, it's there's zero percent way to host a safe fighting game tournament right now. So, like, it is kind of weird <laughs> for a new Gundam fighting game to come out with its 180 something characters. That's and, fucking uh, ridiculous. It's by the a, way, it's almost unnecessary. <laughs> I, I told our, our contact at, at Bamco that it was like it's going to be a bit before I can do an actual review. Wait, hold on. Did you just say that a, how many? 180? 180. Did you say that a hundred, 183 play? It's almost too many. Like, dude, what the fuck? It's 183. Yes. You don't understand how it, many mobile 200 are. is the cutoff. <laughs> I can name too much. I can it's name. 183. It's almost too much. If you sit me down as a Gundam fan with a pad of paper, I will write you down another 20 to 30 that I wish were in this game. Do it right so, now. Do it same right now. Same right not, now. We don't have time for this, but we I will post time. something Do in it the right DMs now. later. No. Yeah. I want to hear you recite Gundam names like fucking uh, yeah. Will Hunting. I can tell you right now I'm pissed equation. off that the gun cannon's not playable from the original because I fucking love that. 
Um, it is weird to me that the Hamahama is missing from Mobile Suit Double Zeta Gundam. Like, I can go on. It doesn't matter. We're going to move on from Gundam. But Derek, like, no, no. Before you move on from Gundam, I have yeah. a very important question. Yes. And I say this as a uh, as a, as a uh, midnight run tsunami kid growing up. Yeah. Are my Gundam Wing bros represented? There's so and fucking I, much Gundam Max Wing. Well. There is so fucking much Gundam Wing and Endless Waltz that you have no idea. So I can be Duo Maxwell in the Death Scythe, the greatest Gundam of all yes, this or any generation. There's, there's, okay. you have many of them have both their their series and Endless Waltz versions. So, so yeah, well, like good. Wing and G fans are eating. So yeah. you can have your Sand Rock and your Heavy Arms. No. You give me my Death Scythe all like day, Wing. every day. So. Really quick before yeah. I move on from that portion, so the the Gundam Versus series, like I played bits of it for the arcade version when I would visit Japan, like from time to time. Even then, that wasn't the final version. Like, like this one is. Like, this is. I believe this is like the definitive, like final. This is it. Last update. This is kind it. Of thing, the right? next one is going to have to be a a start over point. Like, yeah. But yeah. Basically, that game is impenetrable. <laughs> like, like most kind of fighting games kind of are to a degree, where it's basically you're learning this game by getting shit knocked out of you, yeah. and that's how you pick things up and whatnot. But like, in terms of like. And the fighting game community that I've been in, it's like Virtua Fighter 5 was the best one because they kind of handled things a little bit differently because with that one, you can tell you're better than someone. And even then, like if you're playing online, you may drop around just to kind of get more practice in and so that they can learn the game a bit better. That was kind of like kind of the whole unofficial rules of baseball thing. That was kind of like a gentleman's rule for Virtua Fighter 5 versus like Marvel 2. Where it's it's touch of death and I don't give a shit. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's weird. Weird. Oh, you're gone. Bye. I'll see you later. So Gundam Versus was kinda in the middle on that one, which means that a lot of people are in trouble with it. Yeah. But it was it was also very interesting to play. Um, if I remember right for like the arcade version in particular, it kinda had the whole dual joystick thing, kinda similar to um Virtual. Virtual one. One. Yeah. So I kinda did that to a degree and then Excellent. It was. I just thought it would. When I heard about the main version coming, not this one, but the one that didn't do so hot. Yeah. I was confused a little bit because I didn't think the control scheme would move over. But it sounds like they kind of improved on it and made. Yeah, yeah. Well, the nice changes. thing is you have a lot more buttons on a gamepad than you do on the arcade cabinet. So a lot of those where you need to press these two buttons for a function is now just R one. You know, okay. like, so you're doing less hunting for button combinations and it's more just this button or this button or this button. Um, you know, it's uh, it's I think it's definitely more approachable than the arcade version just for that alone. And like there is a tutorial. It does teach you the basics of playing the game. I think most people could sit through the tutorial and feel like they're doing good on like easy or normal difficulty, even if they're going to get their butt handed to them online. Um, but, you know, so I think I think like if you're like a casual fighting game fan, the kind of person who likes to pick up and just play with characters kits, even if you're never going to do a tournament, the kind of person who picks up like a dynasty warriors game and needs to check off all of the check boxes on like challenges and missions. You're gonna have a ton of fun. <laughs> There's a lot of single player stuff to do. Just, you know, like a lot of other fighting games right now, you know, it's struggling with the fact that there's no way to really do local multiplayer, uh, which sucks. Cause again, I'd love to, I'd love to have Lena over and do like a co-stream with her, but we can't. Jeff, you got anything to say on this topic? You've been kind of quiet through this. I don't know if you got kind of anything to add. Uh, 
I have nothing to say on fighting games. <laughs> Fuck fighting I mean, games. Je- I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jeff is just a, an expert on fighting games and anime, so I'm surprised, Jeff, that you have nothing to say. The, both of these are so far out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> I will say, I, I I respect fighting games. I just can't. I I tried Guilty Gear. Uh, ec- how do you pronounce it? Exard or whatever. It's Ex- Exard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you picked, you picked that I, tough I, one. <laughs> I, I heard it had a really good <laughs> deep tutorial, and I like my thing with fighting games is sometimes people try to teach me, sometimes I do the in-game tutorial, mm-hmm. and as I'm doing it, everything makes sense. I understand the moves, and I understand how all these mechanics work, and then I go into an actual match, <laughs> and someone throws a punch, and then I'm just up against the wall for 30 seconds, and then I'm dead. And I've tr- <laughs> Too many I put in I put in hours in the training room in Street Fighter V, uh, my last attempt was Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Z. I don't know how you pronounce. Mm-hmm. Fighter Z is what I say because I'm from Canada. Um, but the like, tell. I just in the end, I just always follow because like I just can't. My brain doesn't work the right way. I don't think to play these games. Like I can't even play Smash Bros. I cannot play Smash Brothers. I cannot like I just I can't block. I can't remember to block in these games either, and I just get bodied. So Cause that's because you're a real nerds. man, Jeff. It's because you're a real man. Real yeah. men don't block. But I'm happy they exist. Yeah. Bronson, I think you had one last thing? Yeah. Um, when it comes to, like, the learning curve for fighting games, they're usually, like, not super great in terms of this stuff. Like, I would say, like, in terms of, like, quickest way to pick things up, I think, like, game-wise, it's, it's Smash, it's Mortal Kombat, and oddly enough, it's Persona 4 Arena. <laughs> is the main one that I remember in terms of like, oh, this is picked up. It's a little more simplified. Um, Fighters is... What's the best way to compare it? Fighters, I would compare to Tetris, oddly enough. It's like, oh, everyone kind of knows how to play Tetris, right? Like, you know what I, I can... can... <laughs> yeah. I can understand how to play Dragon Ball Fighters. And then I get can, in a I match. I can throw a Hadouken. I can throw a Hadouken, too. And then it's like, oh, I'm in a match, and oh, wow, that Fighters has that touch of death problem. And... The other dude learned how to do a fucking infinite, and you didn't, so. Well, shit. Yeah. Uh, I, do not have, I, I do not have a smooth transition out of this and into the next topic, because we're going to a very, very different thing. Fuck um, transitions, dude. Just go for it. Pick it up and transitions. roll with it. This one is Justin's, um, Justin's fucking party, man. Um, so okay. we there have been developments in the story of Star Citizen. Um, so why don't you begin with explaining why Star Citizen is kind of a hot topic and, and the necessary history to explaining what's going on and then explain okay. what's going on? Because I don't even totally get it. OK, so this is going to be extremely truncated for the long term stuff cuz this this has been going on for a while. So Star Citizen is uh is actually was okay. So Star Citizen is like a the biggest crowdfunded game of all time. It has made over 300 million dollars in crowdfunding. Uh it is Oh, oh Derek, I see your face. I'll talk about some of the crowdfunding methods in a few minutes. Because it's not just Kickstarter. It, it made about $3 million, I think, um, in the Kickstarter. Um, but it is, you know, from the guy that originally made Wing Commander. 
Um, and he wanted to bring this huge, large-scale, really deep simulation, MMO, um, space sim game. Uh, it was being built as a PC exclusive, focusing on, you know, really forward-looking technology, uh, really ambitious, like, seamless space-to-planet surface, um, procedural generation and stuff. Like, really, really cool. Um, really, really cool stuff. Really, really ambitious. Um, at this point, the studio, Cloud Imperium Games, is over 600 employees. Like, they are a large studio. Um, and they do not have a publisher. Like, they have been fully crowdfunded. Um, now, there's been a debate kind of going around for years on whether or not this was a scam or not. And, well, um, the past few years have started to answer that question. And, you know, I mean, they had some pretty ambitious dates for delivering milestones and whatever. But um, it became clear they weren't going to meet some of those, and they've been kind of... There's some stuff in Alpha that they keep posting, allowing people to play around a little bit with now, and then pulling some stuff to rework it. It's it's very confusing. I can't describe to you all the little Alpha things. But um, 2016 was when Squadron 42, which is actually a separate game that was kind of going to be a part of Star Citizen, was going to launch. Uh, Squadron 42 is an FPS set in the Star Citizen universe that has a lot of professional actors, Mark Hamill, Gary Oldman, um, that did full capture and voiceover years ago for this game. And they were adamant it was launching in 2016. This game is not out yet. Uh, there has been not really any updates on Squadron 42 since it just didn't come out. In 2016, uh, there's even headlines from September of 2016 saying this is absolutely coming out this year. It's been about four years <laughs> and that and Squadron 42 is still nowhere to be found. Um, over the past several years, they have kind of expanded how they are getting crowdfunding by allowing people to pay thousands of dollars for in-game ships that are not usable yet. Um, they will, they will get them when they are completed. They hosted an actual, they invited people that had spent over a thousand dollars on the game to a special dinner that was like $275 a plate where they just kind of crammed everybody in like in a really, really cramped room and fed them food that apparently wasn't good. And then they got like the special announcement was just the announcement of a picture of a ship you're going to be able to buy for $675. Um, so yeah, the past few years have kind of gone from, hey, this is an ambitious project that's going to take a while to raising some eyebrows. So it's never going to come out. Uh, no, like this game has had ridiculous feature creep. Like they keep, and every single feature they want to have it be industry leading like it's like it it's a team of perfectionists working on extremely ambitious large-scale stuff and they just keep adding more and more to it are we ever going to get to be citizens of the star 
So, um, so do you think this is an issue of of malice, or do you think it's an issue of of just chasing a dream that will never be reality? Like, what's going on here? So, first off, so this is just the large scale stuff. I haven't even gotten to the recent development yet. Personally, I I don't. Personally, I don't think I don't think it's so much malicious as they kind of need to add more features to get more people excited about crowdfunding to keep the studio doors open because it's 600 developers working on a big project. Um, And then, you know, it just adds more that they can't fill in. But uh, the past few weeks, people on their forums have gotten very, um, vocal about wanting an update on squadron 42 it had been a very long time since there had been an update specifically on squadron 42 what the hell is squadron 42 that's what he just I already said. explained it it's the fps that has like a bunch of celebrity actors and stuff. oh right okay who cares that's probably why I <laughs> um um so um you know it was met with silence for a while and then cig started doing everything you know that that classic thing that people that haven't done anything wrong do and started banning people on their forums that brought up any mention of <laughs> where's the update for squadron 42 <laughs> um <laughs> and Taking so a page out of barbara streisand's book huh yeah so um they did finally put forth an update the other day and their update was Ooh. that they had initially started trying to throw together some low effort, their words, uh, videos to give people updates, but they weren't happy with the quality, so they canceled those. They were just going to record them on their phones. So, John, he, here's my favorite part. They are now currently working on building a roadmap so that they can deliver a roadmap. Yeah, roadmap the roadmap, baby. That's what I call thorough. Yeah, fuck yeah. I love that transparency. And suppose, supposedly the game is going into beta Q3 2020. Woo! Can't wait. Can't wait for this so shit. So yes. Uh, yes, that... Um, even a lot of their most dedicated fans and people who thought some of the uh, some of the claims about them and money have been unfounded. This are starting to raise some. This eyebrows. roadmap is going to be their Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. That's what oh. this roadmap is going to be. It's going to be fantastic. I want them to make it's a game be about the roadmap. Better than the actual game, yeah. Probably. No, 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 Derek, Derek. I want them to make an actual game where you are just traversing the roadmap, uh, look for for updates, and like they could release new updates in the roadmap game, like DLC, and you could you could only only charge like a dollar per update. It's a premium price for for DLC drops. Who knows, John? What was that game that you got that you got like five minutes into it, and then it showed you a trailer? For the, the 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 DLC that was the rest of the game coming oh, like years ago, <laughs> the moon, the moon game. We Just were on the, the moon, moon, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. But but yes. no, no, no. That's actually not as good as the game. Justin, I think, was actually watching me stream this. It's this game where you're an old woman 
and you're just walking yes. from the beginning of the cemetery slowly to this bench and you sit down and that's <laughs> the game, right? That's the game. But wait, Derek, but wait, wait. Then you get up and you walk slowly back to the beginning of the graveyard, right? Then it gives you an ad for DLC and the DLC is that the, the old lady fucking dies. <laughs> Pay more that's, to watch this old bag eat that it. That is the DLC for this fucking game. Justin, do you remember that shit? Yes, I do. Oh, so good. <laughs> Why? So, so I, how is Star I, Citizen real? I, I, I don't know. I, so I, I barely touched on like a quarter of it. So go on, Jeff. Uh, what did Derek ask? I was just asking how Star, Star Citizen's even real, but uh, it's I not real. It that's is because God. I own it. Whoa, <laughs> Jeff is about to chime in now. Yo, the bar just got raised. Hit us. Uh, yeah. So here's my experience with Star Citizen. Uh, long time ago, I I don't want to get fact correct because I don't remember when it became available, like in beta form or whatever, or apparently it's not even in beta, whatever the playable form. Uh, I didn't back it, obviously. Um, but at some point in like 2014, I decided I was watching YouTube videos. I was like, wow, this game looks cool. And I went on their website and there was like a little package you could buy with the game. And I was like, okay, I'll just play this and check it out. Uh, it didn't run on my computer. I think it ran at like two frames per second on like Ooh. the lowest settings. And I, I had a decent computer at the time. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll put this one in the pocket. I'll play it when I build a new computer. 2015, built a brand new computer, a 970, a decent i5 processor. Felt feeling pretty good. Booted it up 10 frames per second. On low hey, dude, that, dude, that's forward momentum, Jeff. Yeah, okay, it's, that's... it's better. Um, and I wandered around for a bit. There was no real direction in the game. I didn't know what to do or how to play it. There was just, it was just like a shell. It was like, I saw some cool looking ships and I couldn't figure out how to interact with them. And I shut it down and I haven't touched it since. I built a new computer in 2018. I've got a 2080 in this bitch now. So... One of these days, I'll muster up the courage to a better graphics again. card is not going to make the game suddenly play. I mean, <laughs> so like, like the honest question, though, honest, question, like at what point does this officially become just complete vaporware? I mean, it's now, not vaporware. I, there is a game there. It just seems like, yeah, but no, I just so what I think is the problem is like people chat mentioned and some of you guys, it is scope creep. They keep adding new features and new things to do because this happens in project management all the time, but they haven't actually done any of the initial things. So now instead of five unfinished promises, they have 600 promises that are still unfinished. So what they need to do is just stop, just fucking stop and work on something and ship and finish something and then move on to the next thing and then do that. Like, and Bronson's got, uh, he, he's going to weigh in on this. Yeah. I would not do that. I would just flee the country. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is a note about that one. That's no! very fun. Wait, what? No, you're so, kidding what? me. Head of Cloud Imperium Games. No one has heard from him since March when there was a video released. Oh, he and it has since been confirmed. But that video was filmed in 2019. Oh, he's on a fucking island. So somewhere. we're not entirely sure where the head of Cloud Imperium Games he's, is right he now. He is he is on an island somewhere with an umbrella drink, <laughs> laughing at all these schmucks while he earns 
Yeah, he's in New Zealand on a yacht. <laughs> don't worry about it. They don't have internet there, so it's it's, it's totally fine. Hey, you know what? The, there. the greatest trick the devil ever, ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Okay? Like, like this guy's gone. What? This guy's gone. You never that's, a, that? that's a famous movie quote. We believe quote. he exists. We just think he ran away. That's a famous movie <laughs> quote, Justin. Are you not familiar with that? I don't know how it applies here. Because he's gone. He's gone. He's, he's gone. He doesn't exist anymore. He's he's a figment of your okay. imagination now. He exists somewhere. Does he though? Are, yeah. I do want to say, I do want to say, like, I've seen some of the tech that they have created for this game. And like I know there are developers that are working really hard on this game that I think really do believe in what they're trying to make. Um I only bring this stuff up because I think it's just a classic case of extremely poor management. Um, and I don't want, like, I, I just want to say this because I know developers on this project have had an issue with getting harassed when stuff like this comes up. And I don't want to seem like I'm promoting anything like that. We know you're not. I'm just, I'm just talking about being critical of the business side of things. And honestly... The people that are working on this are extraordinarily talented. Like, if you look at some of the Digital Foundry stuff, where they go in on the micro detail and like and stuff, it's it's hugely impressive. And these people have great careers ahead of them. I just don't think it's going to be working on Star Citizen um, because I think eventually, at some point, crowdfunding money is just going to dry I up just... because people are not going to want to keep paying at any I just want to point out that Cloud Imperium sounds like a fucking World of Warcraft faction. Like it it, it really does like like come join the Cloud Imperium. You know, like that's that's what it sounds like to me. So I, I will say that um my like I kinda I kinda know roughly what's going on with Star Citizen. I know it's basic gist of of never really coming out and constantly expanding and constantly asking for more money and charging for things charging ludicrous amounts of money if you ask me for things that that aren't out and even if they weren't out would not be worth the price they're yeah. they're asking for but like i i think that that it's it's weird because i i, I think at this point um star citizen exists because the the crowdfunding angle has turned into like a predatory, like kind of like mobile game style. Um, like, I don't know that there's much loot box, but like, I know somebody who really does not have the kind of money to be dropping on this kind of stuff who has dropped like over $8,000 in star citizen over the course of its existence. And it's like, dude, you live in an apartment on a bad, part. but that's the thing. He's addicted and he's addicted to the promise of what will come. And the idea that he's buying into, like, there's just something, to me, it seems crazy, right? It, it literally does not seem to, to cycle through my mind. But I feel the same way about people who drop hundreds of dollars on loot boxes in mobile games. Uh, so there's and, and I, I the thing is I've read and heard so many stories like this of people who've dropped hundreds, thousands of dollars in Star Citizen, a game that's not really real yet. Um so like to some degree they've got that doesn't happen unless you got some kind of weird predatory psychological model set up with your your marketing and your um content purchasing. I mean 
I, it's weird because I can't speak to it much in detail because I don't know much about what the game is or what it does. But I've just seen too many stories of people who've dropped more money in that one game than I've spent in an entire generation on PS4. Like, I, I have a question. Who made that fucking horrible groaning noise? That was me. Was that you? <laughs> I'm so, no, I'm so... no. It just scared the shit out of me because I thought, there was so... no, I thought there was somebody in my fucking room. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, future dude. Justice, I mean, though. that too. I, I, I am I am both places like, at no, once. Dude, like, I didn't because, like, your video is choppy, so it wasn't obvious that it was you for me. And I just heard that shit, and for, for a minute, like, my like I puckered up real bad, man. I was like, what the fuck was that? There yeah, comes that like, clenching again. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's like, wow, dude, I thought the fucking spirits had invaded my room. Holy shit. <laughs> fuck. That was terrible. I hate that. I hate everything about that. Anyway, please continue. All right. So we have another topic that it's not an easy transition to. Um, No, it's never easy. Does anybody want to take the lead? Does anybody want to take the lead for this one? Derek, do you maybe want to? Oh, I Give can. Some intro I mean, I don't know the the full depth of every single thing that was leaked. Um, I can try to pull up um, like a full list just for the purposes of of, of brevity. But but basically, um, source code and assets for a bunch of Nintendo games, bunch of classic Nintendo games. I don't I don't think anything particularly recent um, was leaked out to the internet and i don't know that we have a a uh like a source as to to how this got out necessarily i, I don't just, think it's confirmed that it was a server hack or like a disgruntled employee or whatnot um to my knowledge it just kind of appeared out in the blue um but there is there is stuff as recent as pokemon diamond and pearl which is uh what is that? That's, that's mid late two thousands, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, lots of super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games. Um, I know like the star Fox games, Yoshi's Island, um, Mario Kart F zero, um, you know, Mario and, 64, they've been going yeah, ham with some official, some official uh, internal emulators like Mario 64 leaked that stuff leaked out like a while back. Um, but the long and the short of it is this is not just, like to, to explain the difference, this is not just assets and ROMs. Um, this is source code. So you may have seen if you're like terminally on Twitter because it's not really getting spread that that much. Talk about like the Super Mario 64, the PC port that and what it is, is when the source code for Super Mario 64 got out, somebody was able to reverse engineer a PC version in like no time flat. Um, so with the source code, as opposed to a ROM, you're able to do some pretty intense shit. You're able to reverse engineer a lot of, of information. Like I'm not a programmer, but, but I mean, again, you can make a PC port D- out Derek. of source code in days. Yeah. Judge. What's up? It, you're, it's PC not really to this that, leak. It's not related. No, it's not related to this. This is a separate thing. I'm just using this as an explanation for what you can do with source code. What makes it different okay. from like okay. a ROM. Um, now I think a lot of discussion has been about preservation. Like I'm seeing a lot of people talk about how this is good for games preservation. Um, and to be honest with you, I think it's a messy topic and I don't know where I sit on this because on one hand, the source code 
owning the source code for internal games and internal emulators, like that stuff is, correct me if I'm wrong, copyrighted. It is illegal to to use. So you cannot, there, there's no loophole like when you make a third party, you know, Wii emulator so that you can run Wii games that you were supposed to own physically, you know, and dump the ROMs yourself. Like there's technically a loophole there and that doesn't exist when you use the Wii's source code to make a, a PC Wii emulator using Nintendo's own code. Making a PC port of Mario 64 using Nintendo's source code, like that is that is trademarked material, is my understanding. But, but on the other hand, I mean, a lot of the cool stuff that people are most excited about is we're seeing a lot of, for example, work-in-progress graphics of like a lot of Pokemon uh, before their finalized designs. Um, there's, there's hilariously somebody put out like a gif of, of Yoshi designs and Yoshi sprites going from the original, um, sprites up to the final version that they used. And you can see Yoshi's design evolve over the course of development. And that's all really cool. They got stuff. Luigi working. Yeah. In they got Luigi Mario working in 64. Mario 64. L is real. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's stuff that ideally we would all see and know about because it was in art books or it was released at some point in, you know, some spell, like we see concept art and we see that stuff released officially all the time. Nintendo just doesn't like to show anything. They don't like any kind of work in progress or concept art. They want you to see the final, most polished, most finished version of a thing possible and and it popped into existence fully formed like aphrodite springing from the sea foam like there's it never existed prior to that form um you know they're like disney in a lot of ways like that um so i don't know i just thought we would discuss like this this kind of gets into that messiness of like preservation piracy like where are these lines where's the ethics and morality in this kind of stuff and and Justin has opinions, so I'm going to give him the, the first bench here. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I do have kind of complex feelings on this issue. Um, so I'm going to try to outline them. Like, obviously, however somebody got in and stole the source code to a bunch of these games is very illegal. <laughs> like, yeah. extremely illegal, as is distributing it. However, it seems like nothing that has come out has been a damaging kind of leak. Like, the, these aren't recent games. They're like 20 to 30 years old. Um, a lot of the stuff people are looking at is seeing how they evolved over time. I mean, there's some developer notes and stuff in there that are kind of funny. Um, and things like that. Isn't the word fuck hidden in the source code for multiple <laughs> Nintendo games? <laughs> multiple, yeah, in the notes. Uh, yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, like, I th my feeling on it is, like, obviously, however it was obtained is not okay. But, like, I also don't think that from what we've seen so far, there's no reason to really feel any moral issues about looking at this stuff. Like, I don't think it's a case of somebody did this to hurt the company. Like, hurt the company. Or if they did, I don't think, I don't think it's really going to yeah, hurt Nintendo much at all. hurting the company by us seeing <laughs> an earlier sprite for uh, fucking a Pokemon Yoshi. that has a slightly yeah. different design, right? Seeing, you know, and 
early Yoshi doesn't hurt Nintendo, but Jeff, can I can I come at this from a different perspective? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm actually uh, really curious about your perspective. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I agree. It's it's messy. So here's my leaning. I agree. Nothing damaging came out of it. We're all in agreement that the way it was obtained was probably not ethical. Right. Um. But I and I I'm not on Twitter these days. I don't. I so I sorry. I don't have a read on what the common reaction is. But my reaction is there's probably people who feel that they are entitled to some degree to this that um, they have a right. Yes, to know that's 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 the other and, that's the other side of this that I don't agree with. Yeah. That they have a right to know these things, and that Nintendo is the bad guy for liking to keep. Uh, I'll go to you, Bronson, in a, a minute here. Um, for keeping things close to their chest. But if we consider that we all believe games are an art, and the individual people working on games, no matter what part of the game they work on, are artists, uh, we should respect what parts of their work they want to be exposed. Uh, for example, if I was writing a book, I wouldn't really be happy if a draft from two years ago that was really rough got out there. I, a lot of that stuff is very personal to me, even if it's not personally about me. It's my own passion, my own thoughts, and my own hard work that have gone into it. And I don't really think we get to decide what, okay, this Luigi is not a big deal. It's not damn. It's still, if the artists only want the complete version of their thing, their thing that they worked on for years to be shown, and they don't want the bits and pieces out there, I think we should respect that. And I don't know. That that's where I'm leaning on this. Is I just I, I don't think we can make that call on this is damaging or this is hurtful or this is more or this isn't. I'd really be interested to see what the people who worked on these games at that time feel about this stuff getting out. Um, and Bronson, you had something to say too. Yeah. To me, it basically feels like someone stole shit from someone else because they wanted it. And people are trying to conjure up or bullshit whatever magical argument they have to justify it in their own mind is really how this goes in my head like any developer who worked on this stuff that has talked about it on twitter is basically like well it's not really that big of a deal i mean it was 20 years ago it's still like it's, it's like you said jeff it's, it was very personal to them and like they're like there's like hey we have notes in here that are personal to me or there's like a lot of work here that still applies today it's mm -hmm. it's no it's it's very cut and dry to me. Someone broken, stole shit that wasn't theirs. Yeah. And yeah. this stuff is fascinating, but it's wrong, I think, is where yeah, I, I land on it. I think that, um, like, I, I, you know, I understand both sides of the argument, right? Like, I, I agree with Jeff in that, you know, we should all respect the way that the artist and, and I do believe games are art. I believe I believe developers are creating art, which would make them artists. Uh, and artists are allowed to be not only very particular about the forms of their art that they want us to see, but they are allowed to be upset at the fact that we may be looking at things that they don't feel are indicative of the end result. Um, and so I totally get why people would be, or why they would not want us to see that. I myself have not delved too deep into the leaks specifically for that reason. Two... Um, you know, it's out there and it's fascinating to see like how like what could have been with some of these games like Super Mario World and you know fucking Slender Man Yoshi. But <laughs> at the same time, that's that's not what happened. Like, like we got Super Mario World and it's nearly a perfect game. So, you know, it's it, it to me, 
committing what is essentially an act of theft or corporate corporate espionage. I don't really know what to call it. So we could see how Yoshi didn't turn out is like, what's the point? I don't really, I, I don't really understand why anybody would be super interested in that. The the flip side of the argument is, yes, I agree that that Nintendo. Uh, in particular, has been very, very bad about games conservation, games preservation, which is something that is very important to me. And if you believe, again, that these games are art, then we are, a lot of developers, Nintendo especially included, is just allowing a lot of art to become lost to time. Uh, and and I, it's something that I, I can't stand to see. Uh, so... I don't know. Like I'm, I'm super conflicted on this one. Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, I actually kind of want to flip that around. A lot of people make the, the argument that Nintendo is really bad at preservation. And I feel like this leak kind of disproves that completely. I mean, source code for yeah. the original Star Fox leaked, right? Nintendo is clearly archiving and holding on to extremely old even assets that they i mean the fact that we saw like eight different forms of unused yoshi sprites nintendo is and super mario world is how old i mean like 15 should, years old yeah. sure so, but that's 25 but, but we're not actually we're not actually playing anything that's though. a like, we're whole not, different so thing that's nintendo a whole is, different thing though because nintendo, nintendo is good at preservation they just are selective about what you get to access. Yes. So the whole argument about preservation, that this stuff can't be lost to time, Final Fantasy IX's source code was lost to time. Eight, right? I think you're talking about eight. Nine had its source code. I don't know if eight did. I know really? The, I know that the PC board of eight did. I know nine source code entirely. Its original base source code was lost to time. Oh, um, so it was a fucking miracle that that game was remade the way it was. It was a big effort to get that FF9 remaster um, because the source code of it was lost to time. That game was not preserved. Um, but it was still made available for purchase to people because what was happening was when it was thrown up on PSN, they were just uploading a, a, a final ROM of the game um, to be emulated by a software emulator. Um, versus Nintendo has not made a lot of these classic games available for purchase on a lot of their systems, but it's very clear that they are actually preserving the source code, the assets, uh, even the unused assets of a lot of these old titles. Um, and I think the mistake people make is they think that when we talk about preservation, that I should be part of the preservation efforts to kind of go into the talk of like entitlement that, that, and I say this as somebody who like nothing that came out of this was deeply damaging. Most of the stuff that people are excited for is not the source code for emulator or for systems and the source code for games, but like, again, the work in process assets that show some outdated designs. It's like cool trivia stuff. Um, but, but we feel entitled to be a part of the preservation efforts that if I can't buy Pokemon diamond and pearl right now on a current gen system, that the game is not being preserved, that that it is an injustice to the preservation of art. Um, and I think that that, that becomes, then, like Jeff but, and Bronson then, said, a moral stance that we invent as a reason then, why that, we're entitled to it. But Well, no, like, but then build a museum and put that art in it. Well, like, like I, I think I don't... that's up to Nintendo. They're preserving it one way or another. I think they but should. We, but, 
I think I, that Nintendo should have like, from the perspective I'm coming from, just to clear up where I am, like, I think it's stupid that Nintendo does not put like all of their, their classic games up on the switch. Like now we know that they have the emulators. It, their, their rollout is dumb. Um, it is, I think that they should be more forthcoming with their, um, you know, the, the trivia stuff of like work in progress assets. I think it's silly that more Nintendo games are not just on mobile. Why can't you let people buy Pokemon gold and silver on iPhone and, and Android? It's silly. Um, I fully believe that if somebody wants to play Fire Emblem Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, guess what? There's zero ways to support Nintendo and play those games right now. So if you happen to pirate them, it's really not my place to say anything. You know, like it's technically wrong, but it's kind of victimless and it's really not my place to judge. That's the place I occupy in this spectrum. But I think that if anything, what I've been shown is that maybe these games are being preserved, at least by Nintendo, a lot better than we believe. And we need to stop asking for games to be put on Switch because it's a matter of game preservation. It's a it's a matter of preserving our ability to play them, not preserving the art. I don't know. I I I feel like I I don't. I mean, it's great that we know that they're that they're keeping things in a vault, basically. But at the same time, like I don't understand why we can't be allowed in the vault to yeah. to oh, check I'm with stuff you with out. That. Like I'm with you with that. Like Full like I mean, but, game, that's not games preservation though. That's the Disney movie vault. And like, why the fuck can't I buy Aladdin for another two years? It's like it's yeah. a different it's a different thing, but I. It, I think everyone shares the frustration. It's anti-consumer, but it's not anti-art. <laughs> and maybe it's actually anti-consumer for once. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a better term for it, is being anti-consumer. Yeah. I'll um, fully join you on that. The thing is, is that, like, it's not just... and Like, look, like, yeah, Nintendo's the focal point right now because all these leaks have to do with, you know, old Nintendo stuff, but... But there are so many games out there just collecting dust that I know are sitting around in vaults. Games from the PlayStation One era, the N sixty four, the Sega Saturn, the Dream that are just sitting around. Like, like let us like give us a service that will allow us to play these games. Like, you're saying I would that love... you want you want to play them. No, actually, no. I want my son to play them. That's um, fair. That's I, fair. I, I want I want I want my kid to to see because he loves games and yeah. he loves them just as much as I do. And he always asks about the games that I grew up playing. And some of them I can show him. Some of them I can't. And and I wish that I could give him a little slice of, of what I played and cut my teeth on when I was his age. Like, that's what so, I really wish. So I'm going to get spicy here. All right. But in a way that, like, is not anti anybody here spicy. And fucking emulate it. John, you got it. You just admitted you've got a copy of Mother, Th an English translated copy of Mother Three, like that. You didn't support Nintendo <laughs> with that. It's fan translated, but Nintendo gave you no option to actually support them and play that game. So I don't care. Like, uh, but my thing is like all of these games lost to time. You can play them on your PC right now, as long as you have made the decision that because it's not. Nintendo or Sega or Capcom or whoever or Square Enix is not giving you the option to even pay them money on any platform to, to play it, right? If it's lost to time in that regard. So can I can I pose know. one more question here? Yeah. Um because this is uh this is I think where this what this is really getting at is when art is created and put out there, does the art belong 
to the audience or does it belong to the creator? Because this reminds me a lot of the George Lucas argument where people consistently demand the original release of the original Star Wars movies and not the special editions because they feel that that was released and that was what they saw. They experienced it and it needs to be preserved. It needs to be saved. Uh, And it's not right of him to lock that away and burn it and only give us the special editions. But he's the one that created that. So who does the art belong to? And that applies to Nintendo here. If we look at Nintendo as the creator, are we, oh, like once this is put out there as a product in our hands, is the creator allowed (laughs) to kind of pull that back? Or once it's out there, does it belong to the public now? And I don't know what the answer is. So, so like, I agree that Nintendo doesn't actually owe us anything, right? Just like George Lucas doesn't owe you the original trilogy. Um, absolutely. Like I'm on the side of the art belongs to the to the artist. Like like I, I created like you created it. It's yours, right? Um, if we're if if we're gonna talk about ownership, but at the same time, just as there's no reason for George Lucas to not just give people the originally the original trilogy that they ask for, I don't see any good reason for not just Nintendo but Square and Capcom and Sega to just lock all these games away and not let people actually play them. Um, and, and, and and like you know, Derek, you mentioned emulators, and that's that's true. But one, like a lot of platforms are. Impossible, almost impossible to emulate. Sega Saturn is a good example of that. Uh, and and two, Sega like Saturn had no games. What? Shut up. <laughs> um, but but uh, at the same, but also like companies like Nintendo are shutting emulators down. Um, and you know, it, it's just I don't know, man. They like I, this, it's not I mean, working. Even, even Paradise is done. Like I mean that that place is dead. Like there's no new there's no new ROMs coming in there. Um, yeah, it it doesn't matter because there's still a billion other places to get it from. Like, like the thing you're never gonna shut down emulation. You're never gonna shut down piracy. Period. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. Um, Correction, though, I want to correct myself. Uh, Dio in chat made a good point. They're shutting down websites, not emulators. I should have yeah. that, that. That's what I should have said. Bronson, what's up? Yeah. Officially note that <laughs> this podcast does not represent me as a person. I've never pirated a game. <laughs> In any fashion or emulated any game whatsoever, I am. <laughs> as in most things, I am I am innocent. Thank you. Now you can I I will fully admit. I'm gonna put my cards on the table here. I've emulated some games. Um, I I really I emulate games that I I own, and and have owned. Um, I like I don't have a working Wii or GameCube. You know, I could go out and buy a secondhand Wii or GameCube if I want to play Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, but. I'm not helping Nintendo none anyway. I bought those games. I supported them. Like, I don't feel too bad about it. You know, if Nintendo put out a Switch collection or whatever, I'd buy them in a heartbeat. You know, um, I, uh, you know, and again, like, I, I, I look the other way on a lot of stuff. I really give people a stink eye when they pirate stuff that is available for purchase now. Right? That's like, when you start getting really into really. And I don't even terror. mean new stuff. Like I give people a stink eye for pirating like Chrono Trigger on the SNES. Like, look, you may not like the phone interface, but it's on phones. It's on Steam. It's it's good yeah. on Steam. Like you have options to play this right now and you don't get to just go, well, I don't have the correct platform that is currently out and supported. Therefore, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea of pirating gold and silver. You can pick up a 3DS now pre-owned for nothing get on an active storefront 
and and grab Pokemon Gold. Like right? like it's like, one it's one thing to emulate something like Suicune Two or or Valkyrie Profile because it's almost a fucking impossible. Well, actually, Suicune Two is on PSN, but Valkyrie Profile is nearly impossible to get your hands on. Um, Konami has also infamously lost most of its source. They, they have, its yeah. Games, <laughs> um, but but yeah, like when when you start talking about stuff that it's that is out now, like you know Mario Kart or you know like you know Breath of the Wild, like that. Then you start. I mean, yeah, that's a fucking crime. Don't do that. Like, don't don't commit fucking crimes. Um, but you know, like I I I I'd be lying if I told you that I don't emulate games. Um, you know, and they're all games that I have either purchased in the past or or currently own um so sometimes you just don't have much of a choice i mean you give us options guys give us give us ways to play these games i would love to su- i would love to support these companies with my money i want to i was emulating final fantasy 9 until the ff9 remaster actually got put out and it was like oh oh shit cool i will start over to buy this and play this and support it i want like- to pay nintendo for an actual localization of mother 3 yeah. I want to Nintendo. I will give you my money for that. Like, just, just, just give it to us. Like, so yeah, I'm, I'm. It's a complex issue, and there's no, there's no. Honestly, there, like, there. Are, every answer is right, and almost every answer is wrong. So yeah. you know, it's yeah. That's like, that, that's kind of what it all boils down to. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I feel icky about the theft part of of the stuff that we've seen. I would have loved, loved, loved if Nintendo was releasing, you know, like, hey, you know, did you know that this is what, uh, you know, fucking Togekiss used to look like, you know, back in the beta versions of, of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl? Like, it looked like this, and it was weird, and everybody would be like, oh, that's so weird. It'd be fun. Darren, what did you say? The what? Togekiss. Togekiss? Yeah. Togekiss, the evolved form it's of Pokemon. Togedic, oh, I thought I thought that was like a weird reference to like that Rome HBO show. No, like, I don't know. Like Togekiss. Okay. No, no. Like, okay. Um, I'm, is, I'm a, I'm look, a, I'm we're a not talking about Pokemon shows Congress. that I starred in, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Greek, not <laughs> Roman, obviously. But but <laughs> look, by the way, yeah, Bustin, you you go. I got I got one spicy little thing to throw into the piracy. Yeah, give us spice. Really, that doesn't really apply to video games, but say in the case of oh, I don't know something getting released that you have to go and be in a large crowd to experience and see uh, when it's not safe. (laughs) Um, I got my finger over the mute button. I'm being careful. (laughs) I don't know how... (laughs) I don't know how... I don't know what what I would say to people. Please don't release movies only to theaters right now. Please don't fucking do that. That's what I will say. <laughs> on September 5th, I'm calling the police. Start start over there, Bronson. Bro- Bronson, what was that? You can yeah, hear Bronson sounds like he's it. broadcasting from the moon. No, it's fine. It, just move on. It's fine. We're tapping his phone. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI agent on his computer decided we needed to not hear that. Um, but yeah, I just... Um, you know, I, I like a lot of the stuff I'm seeing. I really wish that the person who did it had had known better than to release. Even if this was going to happen, just dump it all. I think if it had just been graphics, it would be 
a whole different story, right? If it was just weird sprites of Yoshi and old versions of Pokemon. But the source code stuff doesn't feel good. There's really no way for me to feel good about that. I don't mm. know. I. It's not great. It's not great, folks. Everyone's posting my face in chat, and that doesn't help. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That's that is great. the drunkest I, I, honestly, photo of me that has ever been making, taken. Making that Twitch emote is probably my biggest contribution to this podcast ever. I can't. Derek, I can't that's a, oh, there it is. No, Derek. No, you had it. You had it. I can't the even. Eyes, eyes, no, the eyes have to be wider, though. The eyes have to be open. Oh, wider. my God. All right. Yeah, we're close. This awful. is good. It's awful. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We we got anything else? Is that uh? Is that it? We got anything more? I'm so tired. I'm tired. God. Fucking go mood. Bed. Big same. I I've been so low energy on the podcast tonight, and I apologize. I'm just so fucking exhausted. I've been sleeping like shit, and low I just test bitch. What's that? Whoa! I took it way too spicy there. Wow! Can what I dial what that did you back? say there? <laughs> I'm gonna dial that oh, wow. back a bit. Why'd you say that? Well, Derek, Derek that came out way more forceful than I think you intended it to. I didn't even catch it. What did you say there? I said you low test bitch. <laughs> John, you are like twice the size of me. <laughs> You understand that I'm aware. That's why I felt safe in saying it because it's obviously dumb. Can we move on? Sure, no. Derek, we can move on. No, we can't. Apparently, <laughs> everyone thought Bronson was the. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, you didn't even. No, you didn't even. We didn't even let Bronson tell people where to find him. Like, yeah. if you want to, like, I was, I was joking. Not, I was. I know, Justin. Not, not that anybody I wasn't would, literally signing off. Not that anybody would want to find Bronson, but Bronson, if anybody would want to find you, where would they find you at? You can find me uh, at Bronson Lee on Twitter and nowhere else. I yeah. do not exist anywhere else. Yeah, um, Bronson. I know you thought you were going to be the the chaos focal point for this podcast. And and I think you'd forgotten how bad things can get sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, your aura infected the rest of us. So I continue to be the chaos anchor of this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Bronson, it's man, true. thank you for coming on. It was it was a blast for real. guys. This was a blast. Yeah, we got any we got any housekeeping um, coming up? Uh, next week is our two hundredth episode, and I don't know what to do with it. Oh shit! Next week is two episode oh, two hundred. Holy fuck! Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Are you I serious? I made a calendar notification. I looked next week and I went, "Oh, holy shit!" I didn't even fucking realize yeah. it. I got a we ten gotta page up- paper due tomorrow, and I've written we four gotta, words. Like, <laughs> got a brainstorm. Yeah. We we gotta we gotta come up with something good. Two hundred minute podcast. How we gotta come up with that? something. Like, Two hundred minutes. That's no. uh. <laughs> It's like three hours, isn't it? Like you guys are on the east coast. It's easy for me. I'm out west. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, and Blaine's gonna be on next week too. Yo, uh, yeah, Blaine gets to be on for two hundred. Then awesome. Mm-hmm. We need to do something. Uh, we need to do something special for for episode two hundred. We need to. Well, yeah. Y'all have fun figuring that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking out. I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. Are we are we logging off here? Yeah. Derek? Let's call it for uh, night folks all right well i hope everybody enjoyed the show and as always it's not always poetry and we don't always bronson but we always keep it bronson so 
Until next week, everybody take care of yourselves. Have a happy Bronson.